Welcome to another episode of Hearts for the Lost, the podcast. This is uh, Jimmy De Los Santos, and I'm coming to you from Dallas, Texas. As usual, I'm still with Brian Nine, Indianapolis, Indiana. What is going on, Jimmy? Brian, I, I said still with like like we've been together forever. <laughs> well, you know, like that old 18. couple, man. Like that old couple. Uh, well, we've we've known each other since 2018, but 18, you know, you know, it's, it's, yeah, some time. It, yeah, it's not like it's not like you know uh, when I hang out with Pastor Chris and Pastor Henry because you know they're here all the time. I right. I can see them anytime. I can't see you, but <laughs> once in a while, every time that we have an event, headed I'm headed to Indy on Friday, man. We're okay, coming yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, so we're recording this on the eighth. It'll drop on the fifteenth. By the fifteenth, I'll be on a plane coming back from Indianapolis. Right, and so uh, what are we? What am I doing in India, Brian? We we are having a Hearts for the Lost compelled conference at uh, Cornerstone Bible Church in Westfield, Indiana. It's still not too late uh, to to get a ticket. Uh, by the time this free. drops, by the time this drops. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> so I'm just you know I'm just practicing for social media. But yeah, uh, you missed it then. If you're listening to this, and then go. But uh, yeah, I will let you know how how it went down, and then uh, we'll be in uh, Washington D.C. in September, just going to the G3 conference and network in there uh september 15th through 17th and maybe even a little open air evangelism in front of the white house that's the goal anyway pray for us for that and then uh heading down to jasper texas october 8th um for an event uh down there just north of houston so brian that's that's really that's really good stuff uh um so jasper texas i'm that's october then the end of the year november december it'll be whatever comes next right whatever comes next for the ministry why does this ministry exist, Brian? Yeah, we we come together just just to honor the Lord uh, in evangelism, but we want to excite, educate, and equip believers to share their faith biblically, no matter where they're at, where, where the Lord has them, whether it be at the store, uh, at, a, at a youth event, or yes, if you want to step out and, and go out into the street, wherever the Lord has called you to share your faith, to do it biblically uh, and, and to do it honorably to, to the Lord and give him all the glory. So that that's... That's what the ministry is all about. That's what our podcast we're trying to do, uh, just to equip the saints and, and do it biblically uh, to the best of our ability. Yeah. And, you know, for a small little outfit, um, you just put out a post not long ago about how we've uh, overcome 2,500 downloads. And I know people might think that that's not a lot, but that's just the downloads. It, it doesn't count the streams. It doesn't count, you know, how many people might be, um, you know, listening to it outside of downloading it. And so uh, really grateful for that many people that have downloaded uh, really got, kind of gives us a, an indication of how many people are interested in evangelism. And uh, one of the things, Brian, that I think is really tough for people is just getting started. Yes. Right. Just taking off and uh, putting that first foot out there. It can be really tough for some people because maybe they're not people. Pe- maybe they're not a people person. Maybe they're not a person that that feels comfortable just opening up their mouths and speaking. Uh, and so today uh, we have a subject that I think is going to help with some of those people that listen to us. But man, they they sit there and they think, how do I even get started doing something like what mm-hmm. Brian and Jimmy do? How do I even get going on something like that? We have a special guest today, Brian. We have a special guest that's going to help us to understand. Uh, a great way to get your feet wet, a great way to get started uh, doing evangelism. Uh, Brian, I'm going to let you introduce our special guest for today. Yeah, I, I'm just excited. Um, we, we announced uh, 
Andy and Gospel Track Planet last last show, uh, being a, a a gospel partner and 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 sponsor and working together for all of our supplies for shows. Um, I met Andy. Uh, I believe it was January of 2018. My first uh, G3. Uh, I had a booth. I actually still have uh, one of the first uh, tracks that I got from him, uh, and we talked about it before the show. Um, so I had met and we'd been working together and had, had done some things. And man, it just it just clicked and dawned on me. Uh, we'll talk about customizing tracks and doing the things he does um but wow let's 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 start a conversation we did and now here we are not only working with together as as gospel partners uh in you know in that but also now andy welcome to the show all the way from what orlando florida right or just orlando, outside florida, that's right yeah thanks for all right. all right welcome here welcome brother Hey, Andy, I got a quick question for you before we even start. And I just want all our listeners to know, <clears throat> how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Lonza. It's it's not as bad as it looks. Lonza. You got the I and the C and it's easy. Yeah. Right. See, now here, here's, here's a great thing. Now that everybody that's heard Hearts for the Lost, the podcast, when they come and see you at G3 or any other kind of conference, when they see you and they'll have heard. And now they'll just go, hey, Andy Lonzak. I'm sure. Yeah, they'll remember. (laughs) I hope they they do remember. And I I met you just this last G3, the last uh, huge G3 that we had uh, in October of last year, uh, in 2022. And I met your son as well. He was manning the booth there. Mm -hmm. I really had a a good time talking to him as well. Or was that in February? In February, I had a good time talking to him. I I think it was the one um, in the fall. Okay. So yeah, we've been knowing Andy for a while, and so really glad to have him on. Andy, uh, tell us a little bit more about your ministry. Oh goodness, well, uh, it's Gospel Track Planet. Um, actually, in 2006, it started as Custom Track Source. Um, I it, it's kind of a long story. I try to make it short, but um, I had designed some tracks for a couple people um, way back in 2006. And, um, the one guy I designed it for, he said, Hey, I've been, you know, praying about, I wanted to start a tract ministry, um, because he tried to, um, he tried to get a custom tract made, um, by another ministry and they wouldn't do it. He couldn't find anyone to do a custom tract. And he was like, Hey, I want to start this ministry specifically to help people that want to do custom tracks. And, uh, that's why it was called custom track source. Well, we started way back then, um, doing custom tracks for people, but we also had tracks in stock for people that didn't want them customized. And so we kind of grew from there uh, to make a long story short in 2013. Um, I bought him, bought his half of the business and kind of changed the name to uh, gospel track planet. Um, so it's been me ever since then. Um, and we've really grown. We've got about 50 different in stock tracks and probably two to 300 um, custom tracks that we've already designed on our website, but we also allow people um, one to either customize the tracks that we have, um, or um, we can work with them to design completely new tracks if they've had, you know, testimony tracks and other tracks that they've been thinking about for years and years and didn't have a place to go. So uh, that's why we exist. And uh, I want to, I want to, Brian, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. What is a track? Just for maybe <laughs> that person that's out there that is listening to us and you know, wanting to get out there and evangelize, but just doesn't know what do you what are you talking about, guys? What are you talking about now? Tell me, Brian, what's your experience? What is a track, and what is your experience with tracks before you even became a Christian? Yeah, uh, so I would say uh, anything printed uh, that has the gospel, the biblical, and, and I think we, we got to define a good 
gospel tract, right? Having the gospel uh, on there. Um, but uh, any printed material uh, or, or pamphlet uh, or, or um, anything where your voice, you, you don't have a chance to converse with someone that you can get the gospel for them to read it either now or later, uh, but to be able to hand to them or leave it somewhere. We'll talk about different things later. Um, but for me, uh, was a gospel track. Now I, when I first came to faith, um, I was not for gospel tracks. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna confess. And I've told you guys both that I thought it was for, for the faint of heart. And man, if you don't have the guts to talk to somebody, man, that's just, and Lord completely, uh, opened my eyes, uh, and, and use, we'll, we'll play a video at the very end uh, of a testimony that just absolutely blew me away. Um, but what better way, if you cannot have a conversation or have an opportunity to spend time with someone, to have a good gospel track that just, again, we, we did it in a show. If we just proclaim the gospel, that is the power of God and the salvation. That is what that's uh, that, again, the last, you know, the person, the Holy spirit, uh, uses to crack their heart. Uh, so any chance we get, uh, to preach the gospel, well, we should, you know, J Jesus said in, in Mark 16, right? Go to all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Well, can't speak to them, get the gospel in print form and let them read it for themselves and let the gospel do what it does. See, Andy, I want to, I want to ask you the same kind of question. I, I have my own experience with, with gospel tracts, which I'll share in a minute, but the same kind of, the same kind of question, because, and the reason I want to ask this question, I'm going somewhere with it. But Andy, your experience with gospel tracks, maybe before you became a Christian or after you became a Christian, or what were your thoughts initially, and 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 why why tracks, right? Well, I never I never received a track before I was saved. Um, I don't remember anyone even sharing the gospel with me before I got saved. I had been going to a church, and they just never I don't know. Um, but as far as tracks go, I don't know. Immediately, pretty much immediately after I got saved, I, I wanted a way to. Um, share with people. Um, I got involved. I found uh, Ray Comfort and Living Waters and uh, really liked their tracks. Um, one one thing that's funny, though, is um, so back in the day, they had million dollar bills and there was a message around the edge of the bills. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a little bit difficult to read. Um, and people didn't always realize it was a tract. Well, there was some blank area in the main portion of the bills. And I wrote a second message and I actually run those through my printer and printed another message on the bills that was easier to read. And so um, I had all these million dollar bill tracks and I was handing them out. I just got my start there. And so I had always knew what I wanted for tracks. And so when it came time, you know, to have my, you know, my own ministry was the, was the foundation of that. And so, but I've, I've never, there's never been a, a negative a time where I thought of them as negative. They've always been helpful. There's so many different reasons for tracks that I found. Uh, there's not a one size fits all. Let me just say this. I remember tracks as a young man uh, before I got saved as being those little chick comic book things that you mm. used to read through. Mm. And most of them were kind of scary. Most of them had <laughs> this, uh, this kind of uh, dark side to them that was always off-putting to me right when i'd get to those places where the guy was sweating because he's about to be thrown in in a pit of fire i was just like yeah this is not this is not good for the young man right <laughs> and i didn't i i i shunned him i was like okay i and i have some chick tracks around here somewhere just as kind of a vintage look at some uh, at some different things not not that i would hand those out uh but that was my that was my whole when i would process tracks 
that's the that's the picture in my mind that I would have of the chick tracks mm-hmm. that they used to hand out. And I always have had a negative connotation of what what those tracks were like and what they were meant to do. I didn't really understand it when I became a Christian. It wasn't I, I never really had a problem talking to people. So I share my faith. You know, I would stumble to, to even talk about the gospel or anything like that. I wasn't introduced to tracks until until I came across the way of the master as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Living Waters and the million dollar bills. And, and you know, and uh, back then, you know, I used to struggle when I was, uh, at, uh, when I had to pay child support, things like that. My sister used to buy me tracks because I would tell her, man, if I could just get some of these tracks, my sister used to buy them for me and hand it to me and say, here, have at it, man. Like, go, go, go give out some tracks, man. I, I started keeping a, I, I can't remember a day that I haven't had a million dollar bill on me somewhere. Mm. Right. I, I leave the house with them all the time. I just find them so easy to use nowadays. And when you hand a million dollar bill out to some people, the, the, the reaction you get can be, well, there can be some, there's going to be a lot of people that just say, nah, I don't want it. But when the, there's somebody that'll pick it up and smile about it, especially if you can deliver well. And one of the things that uh, is always fun to do is, hey, did you drop this, right? Like mm. you're in a parking lot and they're, they're, they're closing their, uh, the trunk after, after putting their groceries in the bag. Hey, did you drop this? And they're like, oh, yes, I did. And they'll grab it and then they'll realize, oh, it's a million dollars. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's kind of, to me, it's, it's a little bit um, a way to, to, to kind of break the ice. But I wanted, I wanted to bring this into the, into the picture. The reason I think tracks are so important um, is because there is a lot of people that aren't like me that aren't like, like Brian, Brian's an outgoing guy. I, I see him all the time. He just talk to anybody on the streets and just pick up a conversation. Uh, I can as well. You know, I, I'm not afraid to, to talk to people. Hey, come on over, solve my riddle, this, that, and the other. I get in the streets and I get going, right. I, I'll talk to strangers. I'll talk to anyone, but there's a lot of people that aren't built like us. Right. And I can see that there's, there's people that just really have a rough time getting out there and uh, taking a step forward. I've talked to students that have taught how to evangelize that will say, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to go about it. How do you even get started? Mm. And I think gospel tracks is the answer. There's a way that you can present a gospel track that actually opens the door to a conversation. Mm -hmm. Right now, I would say this initially for those people that don't want to have that conversation, it's still a good way to get the gospel in somebody's hand. If you don't want to have that conversation, you say, hey, there's a good message on the back and walk away. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you've you've done a gospel proclamation that a lot of people might not see as a gospel proclamation. Brian didn't because he was look, looking at that and said, hey, you're just not bold enough. The fact of the matter is some people have to build up to that boldness and some people have to get strengthened. Uh, that muscle needs to be strengthened. They never used that muscle. Right. They need to strengthen that muscle. But. I believe that gospel tracks is, is one of the, especially good gospel track before we get going into some of the uses and some of the ways we go, have you ever seen a bad gospel track? (laughs) I'm going to ask you both that question. Started, started with Brian. Have you ever seen a bad gospel track? I'm not talking about the chick ones. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, they're, they're out there. They're just like, have I ever seen a bad open air preacher? Yes. Have you, have you ever, (laughs) heard a bad gospel proclamation yes they're there um and, and trying to to be too obscure uh versus again or not having the gospel on it or having you know god has a great wonderful plan for your life uh kind of message to it or or easy believism or something like that so 
Um, you, you know, I, I forgot to say this before, but I, I want to get two quotes in. Charles Spurgeon, we talk about all the time. And this is in the 1800s. This is before Living Waters, before Gospel Track Plant, right? But Charles Spurgeon said, you know, when preaching and private talk are not available, you need to have a tract ready. Get good striking tracks or none at all. But a touching gospel track may be the seed of eternal life. Therefore, do not go out without your tracks. Then he had another one said, let each one of us, if we have done nothing for Christ, begin to do something now. The distribution of tracks is the first thing. So, I mean, that, that's going back uh, to the Prince of Preachers. Um, and, and again, um, getting good gospel tracks. Why? Because we're supposed to get the gospel out to everyone. Um, but but get and, and you mentioned earlier, Andy, you talked about it, too, um, the different varieties. And what I what I've kind of go through now is, you know, Jesus says, be fishers of men. Right. And, and a good fisherman has a tackle box of different things. And I think having different types of tracks for different situations uh, is a really good thing. Sometimes the money works, sometimes uh, a, a, a verbal track. Some people like to read uh, the more booklet tracks. Um, so I think having a, a, an arsenal uh, also uh, for whatever situation might arise might be good. What about you, Andy? Have you ever seen a bad gospel track? <laughs> well, see, I'm in a unique position because I create the tracks. And so I've had a lot of I've had some tracks submitted and I don't just print everything. Right. Mm -hmm. I will print something I don't quite agree with if it's a secondary doctrine, um, but some are just bad. And I'll give you an example <laughs> One lady sent me a tract and it was it even it it was so legalistic. Um, it even went so far as to say if you are born again and you put on a pair of yoga pants, you will spend eternity in hell. Like those are like the words that she said. And I'm like, we can't print this like it is. I pray that you would reconsider this because this is not the gospel at all. She never contacted me back, sadly. Uh, probably just try to go somewhere else to get it done. Uh, but sometimes um, it'll be a bad tract and I'll say, Hey, you know, here's, here's the areas that really aren't biblical and you should look at them. And, and it's a great day when they respond back and they're like, you know, I never thought about it. I like your suggestions. Let's do that. And that's a day for rejoicing when, you know, we can turn a bad tract into a good <laughs> one. And, you know, you just get the feel for people and how they respond to hopefully is a biblical rebuke um in that it's not a contract it's not biblical and you know some people are they're like oh yeah just gonna go somewhere else and other people are humble about it so but yeah that's probably the worst that i've seen you know and and i'm i'm glad that you, you guys both answered that there's a there's a level of discernment that you need to have when you're mm -hmm. handing out a track and uh, i i believe that grows with time but even a bad track if it has the gospel God will use, and I'm we're gonna I'm gonna appeal to 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 Isaiah uh, where he says that uh, the word of the Lord goes out does not come back void, mm. right? It accomplishes that what it which is it, it's meant to do. I, I will say this though that I do, and I'm discerning about the tracks that I'll hand out. Mm. I want to read through them and make sure you know. Nowadays, there was a time when I read them and I thought it'll work, it'll do, but after having grown in some of the doctrines that that I understand to be uh, biblical, like you said, Andy, I'll look at something and I'll think, yeah, you know what? I just don't uh, completely agree with, with what that track says. Uh, especially that whole, you know, when you said, talk about the yoga pants, that legalistic thing that, um, you know, I believe that, uh, the, in the perseverance of the saints. Right. Uh, and I believe in sanctification that we grow from, uh, faith to faith, strength to strength, uh, from glory to glory. Uh, maybe someone doesn't understand, you know, what they're doing or, or, or whatever. I, I wouldn't put that off on the person and say, yeah, you've been born again, but 
you could lose it in an instant if you wear the right. wrong pants. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, I want I want to teach the right thing, um, and we are people that love. So the reason that we hand out tracks is because we love people. Uh, we are we are, and we do have hearts for the lost, right? We this is why why we exist is so that we can put good solid tracks in the hands of those people that need to read the gospel. Uh, I have no idea who's going to come to faith. I have no idea who's who's going to uh, who is part of the elect. But I, I do believe that good gospel track can do the work. That sometimes this uh, young man, young lady, whoever uh, is trying to get started with evangelism may not be able to to do. Uh, to this point, I would I would just say this: um, if you want a good gospel track. Go to Track Planet. (laughs) Go to trackplanet.com. See, that was leading somewhere. That was leading somewhere, Andy. It was leading somewhere for you. I did not pay you to say that. (laughs) No, you didn't. You did not. You did not pay us to say that. I will will say this, that, uh, you know, go and and check it out. It's really great that you can go to the website and read what's on the the track yourself before you make the decision. That way you can discern whether or not. And I would even say this, as long as, uh, you know, we've got Andy here. Andy's going to make this uh, real easy for us. If someone has a question, they can ask, right, Andy? Yeah. If someone has a question about well, a doctrine time. or one of the tracks, yeah. they can ask the question. Hey, I need to understand this track a little bit better. Andy, can you help me out? And this is one of the great things I think that you'll find. I don't, I don't, I would say that there's other, you know, track stores that probably wouldn't do that. Right. And so think yeah. about think about the level of service that you'll get from Track Planet. Enough plugging. I'm gonna go on this. I'm, I'm gonna go on to 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 another another thing here, Brian. Let's talk about the way we hand them out because I'm gonna tell you something. Not every way, I guess, process of handing out tracks is 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 a winner, right? Right. And right. I I'm gonna give mine really quick first. Yeah. And this is my tip for anyone that hands out tracks. If they if they reject you the first time, do not chase them down and try to shove it into their hands. It's right. just not pretty right it's just one of those things that that listen jesus didn't have to beg anyone to come to him right you need to wrestle with the doctrines you need to wrestle with the the with the law understand that you're a sinner that needs to be saved by grace that you need a savior but nobody's begging you into the kingdom and in the same way i would say about tracks is that if they reject you the first time praise god in that moment knowing that he's got it all, he's sovereign, he's in control. I see too many people sometimes just begging people to take their tracks. You know what? If they walk away, they walk away. But ultimately, the ones that God intends to save will take that track, right? And God will do something in their hearts. Uh, The two can go in conjunction with each other. Uh, And your gospel track that you handed out, maybe just one step, right? There might have been 20 people that came before you that planted a seed. And yours is the one that when they read it, uh, that that's what happened. But that's my tip for anybody that wants to hand out tracks. Please just don't chase them down. Yeah. Right. They're, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> Brian, Brian, to you. Hey, I got a couple. Um, just one is, you know, do it with confidence. Uh, just, hey, did you, get, did you get yours today? Almost like the assumptive close, right? Just did you get yours today? And, and I tell you, I get when we go down to the Colts games and, and do some open air evangelism, you know, we got some folks that, again, don't want to get up in the box or, or, or not. They're not there yet. 
which is fine. Um, it, you know, different gifts, different areas, but they're down there. That's something they feel like they can do is, is hand out tracks to people that are walking by. And one of my best track, Isaac, I hope he's listening. Uh, uh, Peterson, he is just, he's, um, man, I think he's 16, but young kid, the dude is a machine. I mean, he goes through, he comes back and says, I need another pack. I'm out. I need another pack. I'm out. He's just wonderful. Cause he just gives it to him with a smile. He looks him in the eye. Right. And just says, hey, did you get yours today? Uh, and, and and just to be firm. Uh, but yeah, if they say no, keep on walking. But but the one that I, I do want to talk about that that is absolutely um, becoming not only our, our favorite, my, my wife and I, Jane, is we go to restaurants there for a while. Uh, we were only just praying. We would pray for our meal, right? Then, then we uh, went through uh, uh, an idea of, well, let's pray for the waiter or waitress that's, that's bringing our food. Hey, we're going to pray for our meal today. Is there anything we can pray for you about? And, and that was that was pretty good. Got some great conversations that way. But then um, I got to give Michael Coughlin a, a, a shout out, uh, an evangelist and pastor uh, over in Columbus, Ohio. He introduced me to the thank you card. And this thank you card has absolutely uh, revolutionized the way we get the gospel out. So we have thank you on one side. We've got the gospel uh, on the back. Um, but we will pray for a waiter waitress. We'll give them a thank you card. We go through a drive-through, I'll give them a thank you card. Someone opens the door for me, I'll give them a thank you card. And I say, hey, I just want to give you my thank you card for today. And on the back is something we're thankful for. Would love you to read it. And that's it. And sometimes it gets a great conversation. Sometimes they put it in their pocket and read it later. Um, so I just think it's any time that we can get the gospel. And, and I, I call it, I, I got this from, from a friend of ours that, you know, if we could just plant seeds like crazy farmers, right? If we could just plant the seed of the gospel, like crazy farmers, let God do what he does and, and just, but getting it out um, in different ways. But the thank you card for us has just been amazing. So uh, we're going to keep ordering those, Andy. Thank you for customizing them for us. we got a whole new stock uh, just came in for the conference. Actually got our website address on there to keep connected as well. Um, so yeah, so th those will be mine right there. Just little tips and tricks on what to do. Yeah, Brian, you know, I want to touch on the thank you card because you introduced me to the thank you card and I, I went and got some of my own printed up. Um, and I tell you what, I was in the airport. Uh, it was actually coming back from, was it Indiana? I, I'm forgetting. No, 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 no. It was Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. We we're in the, in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in a, I'm sorry, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in that airport. It was crazy town. It was the, the people that were there. There was so many people in that place and you could see the airport employees frustrated mm -hmm. there were lines beyond belief and it was crazy and you know what I, I did with the with the thank you card i started handing them out and saying i bet you're not getting one of these today <laughs> i bet you i bet you haven't received any of these today right and it it would just make them smile to no end right they'd get it they'd smile and they'd look at me and say thank you i needed right. that right you see a, a frustrated uh, employee somewhere that you're that you're uh, partaking in uh, somewhere that you're shopping or whatever. If you see a frustrated employee, walk up with a thank you card, hand it to them and tell them, Hey, I bet you're not getting too many of these today and watch, watch them light up. Right. And they'll, yep. they'll keep, they'll keep that as, as like a keepsake, but when they turn it around, they got the gospel in front of them. Right. So um, that's another, that's what I, I was surprised at how well it worked when I was mm. in the airport. And I just thought, man, that lady right there needs to thank you. So I gave her a thank you card. You should have seen the smile. Yeah. After that, I was handing them out to every employee I could see because <laughs> I could see they were all frustrated that day. Mm. Andy, what, what about you? Tell us about, you know, either bad ways, but ways that you would tell people, yeah, don't hand them out that way or, or 
<laughs> ways that you think were, were are positive, good ways to hand out uh, gospel tracts? I am definitely one to hand out tracks that you're comfortable with. Uh, I like the million dollar bills. Uh, that's one thing that we do that we kind of specialize in and it gets the the best reaction, I think, but I'm going to step on some toes <laughs> and I hope that's okay. So um, over the course of the years, I've had the unique opportunity to, to kind of get the backlash on some things and the ways that people are using tracks incorrectly. And, and the, the bulk of that complaint is the money tracks. I am a proponent of never using these in any type of a deceptive way. I, d- I don't believe that we should be crumpling them up and throwing them on the ground because they catch attention. Um, I don't think we should use them in a way that makes them look like money. I think we should hand them out um, and say, hey, did you get one of these? Uh, or thanks a million or something like that. Get a smile and say, yeah, there's a message on the back. Hope you can read it. Um, I am also a proponent of correctly using them um, at restaurants. So I will leave a million dollar bill with a tip at a restaurant, but I want to emphasize with a tip. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I just recently started getting involved with Reddit. Um, I don't know if you guys surf on Reddit or anything, um, but it's a social media site. And the biggest, I I, I see a lot of people really angry that supposedly they got attract and they didn't get a tip. Mm. And I don't know how many of those are true, but they're all over the place and people are posting about it. And I want to be public and I want to be proactive to say never, ever, ever, ever do that. If you're going to leave a tract at a restaurant, leave a good tip, a generous mm. tip, go above and beyond and leave a tip. And another step, like when I leave a money tract, I'll leave it with the mm. message side up. So it's very obvious that it's not a hundred dollar bill sitting there as a tip. You can see it. It's not real. I want them to see it, flip it over, say, wow, that's really neat, rather than, oh, I thought this was a $100 bill. Now I don't want to pay attention to what's on the back. So I want to say that uh, specifically. Aside from money tracks, um, there's different tracks that serve different purposes. And so say you have a, a conversation with somebody and you know they're humble and they're really interested, but they're not quite, you know, they need to think on this some more. Um, a good folded tract, which is usually longer and more in-depth, is something great to leave with them so they can review it as many times as they need to. It's more in-depth. It goes through the law, the gospel, and what it what it means and what it takes to be born again. And uh, those are good to leave behind um, in those situations. So um, so I like the money tracks and as a general purpose. It kind of works in any scenario uh, to me. And then like folded tracks you know, to leave behind with people. And the final one, one that I think our ministry is a little bit unique because I haven't seen them anywhere else. We also have post-it note tracks. Uh, so these are little post-it notes. Uh, there's a, it's a good gospel message. And then on the back is a little bit of sticky and you can stick them anywhere you want. Stick them at bus stops, uh, you know, um, gas stations, uh, bathroom mirrors, um, you know, anywhere that they'll stick um, and people will read them. They'll sit there and um, multiple people will get a chance to see it. So it's not vandalism. They're not damaging anything. <clears throat> Eventually, someone will probably take it. Uh, that's something that we have that um, other ministries, uh, they haven't really <laughs> attempted, but they're pretty unique, I think. So, you know, I, I, that's interesting. I think I, I'm going to have to go in onto the website there and, and, and look for some of those because 
the immediate the immediate thought is the uh, is the the bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when you go to an airport, and there's just sometimes you're stuck in the airport for days, yeah. yeah, for a long time. And so those bathrooms get used. Be a great place to put one. I know everybody's thinking, Jimmy, what are you what are you suggesting? <laughs> I'm suggesting people read in the bathroom. That's what I'm suggesting. Yes. <laughs> so, you put it put it on the back of the stall door. Right. So right. It's there when people sit down, but it's also not seen by the janitorial exactly. staff. So they're not gonna get they're not gonna remove it. <laughs> yeah. So I, if you're thinking whatever, I mean it's just it's just a thought because what you just alluded to was actually the next thing I was gonna I was gonna talk about because there may be some people that are having a hard time that would have a hard time just handing it to someone. But we also believe in leaving them in strategic places, right? Um, that that they might be found. And I just when you said that, I thought, man, what a strategic place that would be right there. Uh, as many airports as I've been in and that I go to, I, I'm 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 going to Colombia again uh, here in uh, in a couple of weeks, right? So I'm doing a lot of traveling lately with my job. One of the things is when I step in a bathroom like that, I might as well just you know. <laughs> Around, leave, sure. leave something behind that that somebody can uh, you know take care of. One of one of the favorite places that I have that I like to, and Brian does too. I, I feel like I'm gonna steal his thunder if I take this one, but gas he's station. yeah, <laughs> the gas station. It's just it's just the cards are just you know some you have some tracks that that fit perfectly in the credit card slot, mm-hmm. right? And they have to take out the card to be able to get to you know put their card in and pay for their gas so it's you're there already you might as well just you know put in the card sure. uh whether it's a thank you card whether it's this whether it's that I, i'm also going like you just gave a great tip about how to do the money thing but i've actually folded up million dollar bills and stuck them in the slot right and see, no. <laughs> see here's, here's, here's the thing though i parked where I can watch somebody watch take him. that. I watch him I take too. it out, and and I have not yet, Andy, seen this. So I I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm maybe going against what you were saying a minute ago. But I've watched several people pull the thing out, open it up, and then smile, like, "Oh, you got me. Oh, that's good." And then they flip it over, and I see him reading it. And ultimately, I'm thinking, "Good, they're reading it." I haven't seen one yet that just, "Oh, I can't believe that was a." And I thought it was something else, and they throw in the trash. I haven't seen that yet. Maybe it's true, though. And uh, it really does give me something to think about in the way that I present the million-dollar bills. Uh, one of my favorite little lines, uh, Andy, that you'll that I think you'll find funny, is when people look at it and say, huh? it's a million dollars. And I'll look at them, and I'll tell them, um, yeah, if you can get the change, come back and see me. We'll share, right? <laughs> so I can make sure that they know and understand they're not going to get changed for this, right? I'm yeah. being a little sarcastic when I say so, uh, just so they know, hey, if you can get the change. And I mean it in a couple of different ways, right? Because <laughs> it's got a double, you know, a double kind of meaning there, right? If you get the change, come back and see me. Yeah, if you, you know, and anyways, so I'm, I'm going to conversion, right? I'm going to the yeah. conversion place. Uh, but Brian, I stole your thunder on the gas station. Where else do you think would be a strategic place uh, that we might be able to leave tracks. Yeah, no, gas stations are um, by far uh, one thing. I, I like uh, magazine racks uh, at, at grocery stores uh, or the book racks. Put, put a couple of book. you know, hey, you need a book. You need a bookmark when you're reading through a book, right? It works as a perfect bookmark. Um, put them in different things in the grocery stores. Um, I, 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 let, me, let me rephrase this. Those are I, mainly I will leave thank you cards uh, or uh, gospel tracks, not money in this situation. I, I typically will use the, the million dollar bill 
when I can ask them, do they, you know, I want to ask you the million dollar question. Uh, that's usually my follow-up. So if I'm leaving something behind, I will leave. Um, I'm trying to think, man, in, in airplanes, right? In, in the in the, the yeah, thing the no one ever magazine. reads. The magazines oh, or the, or the, <laughs> no, not the magazine, but the, what you do if it, you know, anything would happen. Oh, oh, yeah. Never read that. Um, one thing, oh, here's thing. one I do do. So if we're, if we're traveling, right, for work or whatever, I'll leave a thank you card. And then um, there's a, a free online movie, uh, movie, uh, movie card uh, that Ray did. I'll leave a thank you card and, and the mo- online movie card uh, and, and leave the, the maid um, or, or help uh, clean the room, uh, leave, leave it for them. Uh, I'll also, if there's a Bible in there, I'll, I'll, I'll leave one uh, in the front of the Bible. So different, different ways in, in the uh, hotels, um, but magazines mostly. Um, I don't Uber much, but I did take an Uber on one trip and left one uh, in the back seat there uh, as well. One thing I am going to do, Andy, this, this was great, man. You, you like, you had a little special last weekend and uh, my wife and I decided to get uh, your gospel Christmas cards and, and we are going to send out to every family member. Uh, so if your family member listening, you're getting it. Um, and, and people we're going to send out um, the, the gospel nativity scene uh, with the gospel track in the Christmas card. What a great idea. Um, so I'm really excited for that. This Christmas. You know, it's kind of a shame because you go and you see all these Christmas cards and the gospel is completely absent. I mean, they might have one verse, you know, from Luke right. or something, Yep. but there's no gospel message. And so we were like, perfect Boom. opportunity. Boom. Um, let's make it and use a relevant Bible story and, you know, talk about the, the birth of Christ and everything and use that to transition into the gospel for people to send to their family members. You know, yeah. we always want to witness to our family members. We don't know how, and it's scary. And, uh, but it was a, it's a great way to use the relevance of the season to actually yep. share the gospel. And yep. so, uh, I am I'm, I'm sad that other ministries don't do that. Um, you know, but, um, so go, go to trackplanet.com. Yes. I'm gonna do it again and get yourself some, <laughs> some, uh, cards if they're still available, if not wait for them to get to be available again. Uh, I don't think I bought them all we're running but got, low, but I got we're, okay. we're about to get some more. So, and, and here's another one. It, it, we did this last October, it, uh, reformation day or what the world calls Halloween. Um, is the only day a year where people come to you for evangelism. It is great. So my wife and I, Jane, we set out, out front in our driveway and we did, um, they were, they were basically Halloween, uh, uh pumpkin million dollar bills last year. And man, we had kids running down the street. Are you the house giving away the, the cool money? Are you, we want some, we want some, we, and we're like, all right, man, read it on the back. Okay. We will, we will. It was so cool. Um, so man, I would say definitely halloween july 4th we did a a, a, a patriotic flag a million dollar bill at a, at a local event man they i couldn't keep them in stock people took them like crazy so the the, the customized to the season tracks are going to be in my rotation as well whether it be thanksgiving halloween christmas um uh, whatever because uh, those seem to be going really well too sorry jimmy i took over you got one coming um i jumped in there on you no, no, you you didn't. It's it's good. I was just gonna ask this question that I, I as you were talking, I was gonna ask both you guys. I feel like a little conviction about this one thing that I did this one time. I took my mom to the grocery store, uh, and she was doing some grocery shopping. I didn't have anything to do, so I took my millions to the beer aisle, <laughs> <laughs> and I stuck one in every twelve pack until I got done with all the tracks that I had. <laughs> do you think that that was wrong? 
<laughs> you know, I used to, that's a very good question. I used to do that as well. I don't do that so much anymore. Um, I don't know. I think that's a gray area. Um, it's definitely um, a, a nearly always someone that, that needs the track that's going to read it. Yeah, they get pretty upset. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know that, you know, what their reaction would have been but in the moment it seemed like something good to do uh because i was not doing anything in the grocery store while my mom was shopping and i just thought oh look at all these uh 12 packs right uh with a little opening on the top a little place where i can stick the the million dollar bill so i went through and i got rid of a whole pack of a million dollar bills uh and i thought it was funny as we're talking about this i'm thinking what would it have been like, you know, to open up your 12 pack of beer, go through drinking that night and then, Oh, what is this? What's million this? dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I don't think I would either discourage or encourage that. I wouldn't tell someone to do it, but if someone was doing it, eh, doing something, you know? I, yeah. So the next question I have is now going to be specific to, to track planet. So the, the website is trackplanet.com. Yes. And tracked is with a T T R A C T. T-R-A-C-T planet.com. Yes. Now, um, when they go to the website, I'm actually looking at the website right now. I, I, I love the way that it's, that, that it's formatted, how easy it is. You've got a, a spot there at the top for the in-stock gospel tracks for the custom printed. You've got your bestsellers. You've got a, a, a page that's create. Tell us a little bit about Create Your Own. What is, what is Create Your Own? Yeah, so this is where people, it's kind of the um, place to go, and I'm going to call it up here too. Um, it's for, the first place for people to go that want a design created. And so it talks about, you know, the, how the process works of creating your own tract, the design process, uh, how you place the order, how long it takes, what the costs are for design. Um, there's a copyright policy on, you know, who can, you know, who's entitled to what. Um, and then it talks about the message itself. Um, it strongly encourages people to listen to Ray Comfort's teaching, How's Best Kept Secret and True and False Conversion, because uh, those are great messages uh, when you're wanting to write a tract, things to keep in mind. It talks about the word count of the different si- sizes and types of tracks. And then it gives the pricing uh, for all the different tracks, because that's a lot of people want to know, uh, you know, what's the cost of custom pricing, you know, custom tracks. And a lot of people ask, you know, how much more does it cost to put our church's name on it? Well, it's not. It's kind of the wrong question. It doesn't cost more to put your church's name on it. It's just a totally different pricing structure because we're printing a small quantity at a time just for you. We're not printing 200,000 tracks at once, you know, and that's how we get the the prices down for the in-stock tracks. We're printing whatever, 500 just for you. And so it, it is more expensive at, in the lower quantities. But um, when you get up to 2,500, 5,000 quantity, it's about the same as what we have in stock. So which is about the quantity that we print them at. And so it makes sense that they're about the same price. So, yeah, so that page just just gives you all the information on how to how to go about starting a, a track. You know, I, I got I got pretty excited when Brian I you know what? It just never dawned on me that I could ride my own. Right. And so. I'm pretty excited to see what the one that I submitted is going to look like. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty excited that you you did the work for us. Oh, you've got it already. Look at yeah, that. Brian's, right, man. I'm done. You, Brian's showing it to me. That looks really, I'm, I'm excited, Brian. Uh-oh, I'm hyped up. How did, so why I'm, did you have that sent to you and not to Jimmy? Because <laughs> it's in Indy, our events here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the one, the one thing that I, I got is that on the streets, I get a lot of that um, question 
uh, you know, when I, when I start talking to somebody, there's a lot, for some reason here in Dallas, right? Uh, I'll have people that are walking down, they'll start talking to me. I'll start presenting the law and I'll start asking the questions. Have you lied? Have you stolen? Have you? They'll look at me and they'll say, hey, only God can judge me, right? And <laughs> I get Bible that. Bible Belt, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's the Bible Belt. And I have these people that, you know, they believe there's a God and they'll, they'll start to tell me only God can judge me. And I look in and I'll say, you know, only God can hit only God can bring down the hammer on the judgment. That's, that's the truth. That's the fact But you do have the opportunity to judge yourself. You do have the opportunity to, to, to look and, and, and weigh yourself against the law. Uh, that's, that's what I want to do. And that's that as soon as Brian told me, I said, man, that's the one thing that I always in my mind, I had, like, I wanted to write something about that. So I'm glad I got the opportunity. And so everybody that's listening to us on, on hearts for the lost right now, you should be excited for the fact that that one thing that 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 you've always been like man if i had something for that here you go mm-hmm. you can go create your own you've got the idea you've got that one thing that 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 uh, that you keep on hearing over and over from people mm-hmm. right that was my thing only god can judge me i'd heard it so many times i was like man i need an answer for that i just want to hand him a track now now i've now <laughs> i've got go. the tracks to be able to hand down to him so uh really good stuff well, um, you, you love that. And, and what I loved about the branding part is uh, two things. One is when we got the Hearts for the Lost, um, our website on here, it's not to pump and promote our, our, our ministry. Uh, okay, maybe a little bit, but not. The main idea is now what I want to do is have one of us create a video uh, on our website that says, if you got a track, click here so that, that we can then connect our gospel presentation to at least try to connect them to the website, which we can then connect them to a local church. And then what I'm going to, what we want to do in uh, Jasper, Texas for this next church, didn't have time to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it at my home church as well, but I'm going to get some gospel tracks that have their website on it. So when their people are out witnessing, they can direct them right to the church website and then mm-hmm. they can connect to the, so it's not just hand a track, but it's also hand a track with the potential to connect to in and through the local church. Um, so those two things, I'm real excited about the, the just again that one extra opportunity to, to connect them and, and get involved and disciple them to to get to the point to a church. Jimmy, did you just place an order while we were on the? <laughs> I, I did. I got the post-it notes. I got the, I got the post-it notes. Was that that little beat that we just heard? That wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I just I just ordered the post-it notes. Well, all right. Man, a great idea. Why why wait? Right? Why wait? You and guys, so, at you least know, they're promoting something they believe in. This is good. You yeah. know, no, I, I'm going to get them right after we left. I just can't. I, my system's slow enough. I can't go online right now and, and do the show. So well, I'm going to order Post-it Notes as well. That was huge. I love them. I, I, I tell you what I did, though. And just so <laughs> our listeners know and understand, I, I did go ahead and use the 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 code. The coupon code for, yeah. for uh, Hearts of the Lost. We There's a code that you can use to apply a, a, a discount. How much is the discount, Andy? It's 10% for yeah. listeners. Yeah. H, the number four, T-L. H4TL, put that coupon, you'll get 10% uh, off your order. So go to plant, uh, go to trackplanet.com. I mean, do it now. Look at what I just did, right? <laughs> and we're talking about this and I'm getting a little hyped up. I hear that post-it note thing. Ideas are just popping off in my head <laughs> and I'm saying, I, I want to do this, right? And so, you know, I, I don't, you know, it's weird. Andy, you know, me and me and Brian, we get hyped up about this. <laughs> we, we, we get hyped up about, about stuff like this because, 
It's just another way we can share our faith with people. Right. It's just another means to get out there and share the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, and why, why do we do this show, right? Uh, we do this show because this is our passion. Right. This is our passion. We want to see souls saved. We want to, we want to see people come to Christ. Um, you know, and, and we're not always there to see the results. I don't know. You know, if I put those post-it notes in this bathroom stalls, I was talking about, it, <laughs> I'll never know. I'll never, maybe when I get to heaven, right. There might be a chance that I might, that I might hear that. Uh, I'm, we're about to play uh, a video, right? This is uh, one Brian suggested this changes. This, uh, this was played in every um, way the master class that I was a, a part of. Um, we used to do these classes uh, for a church. There was a church that had these way the master classes, these uh, training classes, um, basic training course for evangelism. And every single one of them, this wasn't part of the curriculum. This was extra that the teachers had brought to us. So I'd, I've, I've heard this story, I guarantee you, a hundred times, right? Uh, at least. But this video always, always, always gets me. The story that's in it. I'm about to share the video and you can't see it because this is a podcast, but you can definitely hear the story. And so we're about to play that uh, really quickly. And so you can get a feel for why we are so passionate about something like this. A number of years ago, in a Baptist church in Crystal Palace in southern London, the Sunday morning service was closing and a stranger stood up at the back, raised his hand. He said, excuse me, pastor, can I share a little testimony? The pastor looked at his watch. He said, you've got three minutes. And this man proceeded. He said, I've just moved into this area. I used to live in another part of London. I came from Sydney in Australia. And just a few months back, I was visiting some relatives, and I was walking down George Street. You know where George Street is in Sydney? It runs from the business hub out to the rocks, the colonial area. And he said, a strange little white-haired man stepped out of a shop doorway, put a pamphlet in my hand, and he said, excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? He said, I was astounded by those words. Nobody had ever told me that. I thanked him courteously, and all the way on British Airlines, back to Heathrow, this puzzled me. I called a friend who lived in this new area, where I'm living now, and thank God he was a Christian. He led me to Christ. And I'm a Christian and I want a fellowship here. And Baptists love testimonies like it. Everyone applauded and welcomed him into the fellowship. That Baptist pastor flew to Adelaide in Australia the next week. And ten days later, in the middle of a three-day series in a Baptist church in Adelaide, a woman came to him for counseling and he wanted to establish where she stood with Christ. And she said, I used to live in Sydney. And just a couple of months back, I was visiting friends in Sydney doing some last-minute shopping down George Street, and a strange little white-haired man, elderly man, stepped out of a shop doorway, offered me a pamphlet and said, Excuse me, ma'am, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? She said, I was disturbed by those words. When I got back to Adelaide, I knew this Baptist church was on the next block from me, and I sought out the pastor, and he led me to Christ. So, sir, I'm telling you that I am a Christian. Now, this London pastor was now very puzzled. Twice, within a fortnight, he'd heard the same testimony. He then flew to preach in the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Perth. And when his teaching series was over, the senior elder of that church took him out for a meal. And he said, mate, how'd you get saved? He said, I grew up in this church from the age of 15 through Boys Brigade. Never made a commitment to Jesus, just hopped on the bandwagon like everybody else. And because of my business ability, grew up to a place of influence. I was on a business outing in Sydney just three years ago. And an obnoxious, spiteful little man 
stepped out of a stop shop doorway, offered me a religious pamphlet, cheap junk, and accosted me with a question. Excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? He said, I tried to tell him I was a Baptist elder. He wouldn't listen to me. He said, I was seething with anger all the way home on Qantas to, to Perth. He said, I told my pastor, thinking he would sympathize with me, and my pastor agreed. He had been disturbed for years, knowing that I didn't have a relationship with Jesus, and he was right. And my pastor led me to Jesus just three years ago. Now, this London preacher flew back to the UK and was speaking at the Keswick Convention in the Lake District. And he threw in these three testimonies. At the close of his teaching session, four elderly pastors came up and said, we got saved between 25 and 35 years ago, respectively, through that little man on George Street giving us a tract and asking us that question. He then flew the following week to a similar Keswick Convention in the Caribbean, to missionaries. And he shared the testimonies. At the close of his teaching session, three missionaries came up and said, we got saved between 15 and 25 years ago, respectively, through that little man's testimony and asking us that same question on George Street in Sydney. Coming back to London, he stopped outside Atlanta, Georgia, to speak at a naval chaplain's convention. And when his three days of revving these naval chaplains up, over a thousand of them, in soul winning, the chaplain general took him out for a meal. And he said, how do you become a Christian? He said, well, it was miraculous. I was a rating on a United States battleship, and I lived a reprobate life. We were doing exercises in the South Pacific, and we docked in Sydney Harbor for replenishments. We hit King's Cross with a vengeance. I got blind drunk. I got on the wrong bus, got off in George Street. And <laughs> as I got off the bus, I thought it was a ghost. This elderly, white-haired man jumped in front of me, pushed a pamphlet in my hand, and said, Sailor, are you saved? If you die tonight, you're going to heaven. He said, the fear of God hit me immediately. I was shocked sober and ran back to the battleship, sought out the chaplain. The chaplain led me to Christ. And I soon began to prepare for the ministry under his guidance. And here I am in charge of over a thousand chaplains and we're bent on soul winning today. That London preacher, six months later, flew to do a convention for 5,000 Indian missionaries in a remote corner of northeastern India. And at the end... The Indian missionary in charge, a humble little man, took him home to his humble little home for a simple meal. And he said, how did you, as a Hindu, come to Christ? He said, I was in a very privileged position. I worked for the Indian diplomatic mission. And I traveled the world. And I am so glad for the forgiveness of Christ and his blood covering my sin, because I'd be very embarrassed if people found out what I got into. He said, one bout of diplomatic service took me to Sydney. And I was doing some last-minute shopping laden with parcels of toys and clothing for my children, walking down George Street. And this courteous little white-haired man stepped out in front of me, offered me a pamphlet, and said, Excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? He said, I thanked him very much, but this disturbed me. I got back to my town, I sought out the Hindu priest, and he couldn't help me. But he gave me some advice. He said, just to satisfy your curious mind, nothing else, go and talk to the missionary in the mission house at the end of the road. And that was fatal advice. He said, because that day the missionary led me to Christ, I quit Hinduism immediately, and then began to study for the ministry. I left the diplomatic service, and here I am, by God's grace, in charge of all these missionaries, and we are winning hundreds of thousands of people to Christ. Well, eight months later... That Crystal Palace Baptist pastor was ministering in Sydney, in Gymea, southern suburb of Sydney. And he said to the Baptist minister, do you know a little man, an elderly little man, who witnesses and hands out tracts on George Street? And he said, I do. His name is Mr. Genor, G-E-N-O-R. But I don't think he does it anymore. He's too frail and elderly. The man said, I want to meet him. 
Two nights later, they went around to this little apartment, knocked on the door, and this tiny, frail little man opened the door. He sat them down, made them some tea, and he was so frail, he was slopping tea into the saucer as he shook. And as he sat with them, this London preacher told him all these accounts over the previous three years. This little man sat with tears running down his cheeks. He said, my story goes like this. He said, I was a rating on an Australian warship, and I lived a reprobate life, and in a crisis, I really hit the wall, and one of my colleagues, whom I gave literal hell, was there to help me. He led me to Jesus, and the change in my life was night to day in 24 hours, and I was so grateful to God. I promised God that I would share Jesus in a simple witness with at least 10 people a day. As God gave me strength, sometimes I was ill, I couldn't do it, but I made up for it for other times. I wasn't paranoid about it, but I have done this for over 40 years, and in my retirement years, the best place was on George Street. There were hundreds of people. I got lots of rejections, but a lot of people courteously took the tracks. And he said, in 40 years of doing this, I've never heard of one single person coming to Jesus until today. Do you know, I would say, that has to be commitment. That has to be just sheer gratitude and love for Jesus to do that, not hearing of any results. Margarita did a little count. That's 146,100 people. That simple little non-charismatic Baptist man influenced somehow to Jesus. And I believe what God was showing, that Baptist minister was the tip of the tip of the tip of the tip of this iceberg. Goodness knows how many more had been arrested for Christ and were doing huge jobs out in the mission field. Mr. Genor died two weeks later. And can you imagine the reward he went home to in heaven? I doubt if his face would ever have appeared on Charisma magazine. I doubt if there would ever have been a write-up with a photograph in Billy Graham's Decision magazine, as beautiful as those magazines are. Nobody except a little group of Baptists in southern Sydney knew about Mr. Genor, but I'll tell you his name was famous in heaven. Heaven knew Mr. Genor, and you can imagine the welcome and the red carpet and the fanfare he went home to when he arrived in glory. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, a great that's a great story. Um, and when I hear it, I, I think to myself, you know, see, there are some people that are just so dedicated um, to. Hey, just handing out a track, right? They don't have, you don't have to be dedicated or obedient. Obedient. And I think, <laughs> but you're yes, right. I yes, know. And, um, I know. Both of them. Both of right? them. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great witness and it's a great uh, video that talks to us about the use of gospel tracks, how important they are in our ministry and what we do. And we can't, we can't um, laud them enough. We can't, you know, put them forth enough uh, for people to listen, to go out and do this, right? Uh, and again, uh, the reason that we do this is so souls can be saved, mm. right? We're being obedient to, to God's command to go out and, and uh, reach the lost, uh, to go out and make disciples of all men. And so one of the ways that we can do that is to, through the gospel track. So um, Brian, any last words that you have? Andy, we'll give you a, a spot here in just a second to yeah, no, the uh, there's just story after story. I mean, George Whitfield, um, you can read his story in, in his journal uh, as an autobiography about just um, how gospel track got him to the born again uh, moment. Hudson Taylor, uh, the, the great missionary, the, the China, um, 
amazing story. Uh, he was uh, a gospel track was used uh, in, in that story. So um, yeah, I, it, it is an awesome way uh, to be able to share our faith. Uh, again, that's what our ministry is all about, right? Is trying to teach people, equip, excite, educate, you know, where God has you. Maybe sometimes he has you in a place where people are just walking by and you can just hand out tracks or thank your, your coffee uh, uh, barista or, or, or something. Or if, if you mail back a, a check, not many people do that anymore. When you're paying your bills, just slip a track in there when you're paying your bills. Um, but just, just to be a little more intentional about getting the gospel out into the area God has us. And, and this is just a great way to do it. Uh, Andy's uh, service, I mean, you made that order. Your, your delivery will probably be there before you know it. I, I mean, the, the process is so... Uh, and you guys got it down, man. I really appreciate that, um, of getting us the stuff. So get, get an order in, try it, try different tracks, try different uh, approaches, find out what fits for you. Uh, and, and then just, uh, just go and, and, and do it and, and you will, you'll, you'll be blessed, uh, and, and just have a great time doing it. Andy, we've had a good time having you on. It was, it's always, it's always good to talk to you, man. And, uh, you know, kind of shoot the breeze and talk about these different things, uh, um, Again, give us one more time what the website is and, you know, anything else you want to share with us as we close. Yeah. So the website, again, is trackedplanet.com, T-R-A-C-T-P-L-A-N-E-T.com. And I just wanted to, um, uh, Brian had said something that uh, made me remember, but I wanted to, I guess, say something to pastors or um, anyone in in charge at their churches that might be listening. Um, Brian had said, um, about um, customizing tracks with the church information on it. Um, there's a church uh, about an hour from us. And what they do is they order custom tracks, um, like 10,000 at a time, and they have them shrink wrapped in packs of 100. And their congregation can just take them from the stash, however they need. And they encourage their, their members to just take the tracks and hand them out as they go throughout their week. And next Sunday, they come and they replenish and they go through... I mean, probably 20,000 tracks a month they go through. It's just, it's insane. And so if you can encourage your, your members to get out and hand out tracks, just think of all the, all the, you know, how many times the gospel is going out and you can have your church information on the tracks as a way to point them back. Hey, you know, if you've got questions and stuff, come, come to church and, you know, we can talk and, and this and that. And so um, it's, it's just been incredible for them. And there's a lot of other churches that do the same. So it might be something to consider. Thanks, yeah. Andy. Oh, <laughs> we appreciate you coming on, on, on the podcast, uh, shooting the breeze with us and talking to us a little bit about, about handing out tracks. This is one of our passions. Uh, we utilize tracks all the time. So Brian, what do we got? Yeah, man. We just uh, ended up by saying, have a heart and go share your faith. <laughs>